Hey, I'm Erica Jarvis. And I'm Amy Randolph. And you're listening to Podcast Rewind. The podcast about all of the podcasts that we just can't stop listening to. Exactly. When you're done with the show, come join us on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcastRWD or be our friend on Facebook. Search Podcast Rewind. And don't forget, you guys are the most important to us. So come and rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, now on Spotify, or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Exactly. All right, let's get on with the show. Episode 39 of Podcast Rewind. I'm Amy Randolph, one of the co-hosts. Hey, follow me online at I'm Amy Randolph on Instagram or Twitter. Um, with me is my co-host. Hello, hello, hello. I'm the other half of Podcast Rewind, guys. This is Erica Jarvis, or as most people, all 900 people on Instagram <laughs> know me as at Erica Jarvis. If you want to check me out on social media, and like Amy said, Podcast Rewind. Podcast Rewind, episode 39. We found a good groove. We're here on Tuesday night again in the podcast nook. We're feeling like this is really working. Yeah. It allows, you know, a stress-free weekend. Yeah. And also, it's just, after a work day, this is kind of a great way to decompress. Yes. And just to do my hobby, to do something fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we like you said, stress-free weekend. Not like we're doing more things on the weekend. Oh, no, We're no, just no. not podcasting on the weekend. I'm just watching more true crime shows. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm just hanging out in my room doing whatever, running can, errands. Speaking of, can I admit something? Yeah. Maybe confess to something? Sure. I need a murder break. I think you probably do. I watched so much true crime over the weekend that at one point I looked up and I was like, I don't even care who did it. <laughs> and then, like, I just... I need, like, I need a minute. And, in fact, I haven't listened to any of my murder podcasts. I'm doing something kind of darkish later on. Uh Uh-huh. But I just, um, it's not like it's getting to me because, look, I have a black, cold heart. But sure, I I think I I need a murder break. I think you might need a murder break. Might I suggest Mm -hmm. a kid's cooking competition? (laughs) There really just isn't anything better than watching, like, a 12-year-old be told, like, make something. And they're like, I have a great macaroon recipe. And it's like... Adults can't even make a macaron, but a 12-year-old is like, in between fourth grade math, <laughs> I make a killer eclair. Maybe. Or I might just, you know, commit myself to Teen Mom and the Housewives. Yeah, probably. Even deeper. Even deeper. Good. Oh, you can watch Teen Mom. Is that back yet? Uh, I don't care. I'm not getting on that train. Oh, okay. Just not. Sorry. You know what I like to do when I watch my reality shows, though? Drink. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I like to drink when I do anything, <laughs> basically. But when I podcast, I like to drink. Cheers. So, cheers. I'm having a new beer I've never had before in a real, like, sunny, pretty can. It's a really great branding on that can. Sure is. This is the Daycation IPA from Highland Brewing Company in Asheville, North Carolina. Ooh, they know beer. They Yeah, not as well as us Michigan folk. But yeah, they might know a thing or two up there. Here too. Saw it on the shelf at Publix and went, "That's an IPA I've never tried before." <laughs> well, I'm having a Pinot Noir that I have tried before. I think it's Mark West. Oh, that's a nice one. It's good. With the yeah. yellow label. The yellow label. Or like you know, maize. Sure, but I'm drinking it because it wouldn't be a podcast without us complaining about Florida weather. Oy! And it has been raining. For your weekly Central Florida weather report, 
Eh. Eh. Just eh. Also, if you ever want to come visit Orlando or Florida, might I suggest never in summer? No, probably not. No, it's great in like March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. February, November, November. Yes. Yeah, but it's terrible every other month. As you know, because we complain about it. about the weather. We can't shut the fuck up. We can't. But we're... You know, we have good thoughts. We're obsessed with stuff. Yeah. What are you thinking about this week? Um, okay. I'm obsessed. Like I said, I had my stress-free weekend. Yeah. And I took myself to Ulta mm-hmm. and gave them all of my money. Oh, that was so nice of you. But they gave me beauty products in return. So oh, the exchange out. of money for good. <laughs> um, capitalism is alive and well yeah. for the makeup industry. As oh, long 100%. As, as long as Amy and Erica are in the marketplace. Okay. So I got a bunch of new stuff that I'm excited about, but I'm obsessed with... This hot new beauty find, I guess, but it's not hot or new. I'm just <laughs> new to you. Yeah, it's new to me. Micellar cleansing water. Oh, yes. So we have been talking for a while now about how we both like to use a facial cleansing oil. Yes. To take off makeup at the end of the day, and you know, the first time I heard that, I thought crazy talk. But then I used it, and I loved it. I've been seeing this micellar cleansing water popping up on like shelves at you know Walgreens, yeah. you know all the beauty stores and and even you know Publix anywhere sure. anywhere you can buy a face product. Yeah, and I was like, how would a fancy water clean my face? Fuck that shit! Like I'm gonna use tap water. Why would I buy this bottle of water? And I was wrong. <laughs> I don't like to say it. I don't do it often. No, nope, I really don't. Had that one wrong. Um, so I got like a trial size at uh-huh. all of micellar water. I will be buying stock. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, buying in bulk possibly <laughs> in the future. So like you just, it's like his water and there's something in it because it separates. You have to shake it up before you use oh, it. Oh, okay. And then you put it on one of those little cotton pads and the makeup just glides off your face. Amazing. At the end of the day and it's not stripping it uh-huh. all. Like my face just feels so fresh afterwards and then put on like my night cream and I just feel like. And so dewy and so nice. Yeah, and I didn't have any, like, harsh soap or anything yeah. like that. So, look, I know I sound like a commercial, but literally I'm just obsessed with my find of my Hashtag not an ad. But if water. you wanted to sponsor us, we would be willing to honk a micellar water. Yeah. 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 Okay. Nice. I'm open and willing. Nice. What are you obsessed with? Um. Well, so speaking of daycation, or whatever your parents <laughs> yes, call, um, I am headed south to Marco Island this weekend to visit a girlfriend from L.A. who is coming in. Mm -hmm. And so it's a quick 36-hour hangout. Um, But it's my friend Ashley from L.A. who's in town for a wedding and invited. was like, would you want to drive three hours down? And I was like, yeah, that's better than like a $300 five-hour round trip to L.A. I can handle that. So I'm headed down on Saturday, and we are doing, like, an airboat ride that at the end you get to hold, like, a baby alligator. Oh, my God. You get to hold it? Uh-huh. Just like, are you sure its mom isn't going to be mad about that? I don't think they rip it from the mom. I think this is, like, a farm that you go to. Okay. It has a mother. 100%. Everybody has a mother, Amy. <laughs> That's how this works. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm really right. excited. Get careful of your fingers. I'm back with 10. Listen, people do it all of the time and not under supervision and still have their fingers. I will be under supervision. Um, as Ash and I said, do it for the gram. So <laughs> Exactly. So if you follow her, you will see. You might see a gator in an Insta story. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. That sounds fun. Any podcasts that you're enjoying these days? Oh, I brought a few to the table. Yes. I want to start off, I want to give a little shout to um, a podcast that I discovered through our Instagram page because they so kindly like just about everything we do. Um, They followed us and the podcast is called Bad at Love, which I am, right? (laughs) Um, So it's these two ladies that host it, Toomey and Mallory are their names. I listened to a few episodes. Um, I I listened to a, a bunch of, I didn't finish to be honest, but the 
they did like a live Bachelorette recap. And, oh, you know, look, funny. I'm, I'm like fully obsessed with Bachelorette right now. We're down to the wire. We had Men Tell All last night. I will be talking more about that in a second. I'm sure. Um, but they like literally just put on the first episodes. You hear it in the background, and they're just giving their thoughts as it goes oh. along. And then today, uh, yesterday, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I listened to their latest episode, which is called The Bullets We've Dodged. All about, nice. you know, kind of the ones that got away and the, sh- the ones that should have gotten away. Oh. Um, but I will say, like, it's one of those podcasts that's definitely two good friends hanging out on the couch talking. We love that. I mean, they just divulge into all sorts of off-topic, you know, rants and a little bit of pop culture, a little bit of, oh, let me t- let us tell you the story the one time that we did this. Fun. You know, get to know us yeah. as friends. It's a really good, um, just chill out, listen, make you giggle, have it out of the background. And like I said, they've been so kind to us that I really wanted to give them a listen. So bad at love. We hear you guys. Nice. Uh, we love it. Keep it up. But let me get into, speaking of Bachelor, one of the shows I really wanted to pop up, and that would be one of from our dear Betches Media. Uh, love Betches Media. They, so funny, have a show called The Bachelor. Love it. Which is, of course, a Bachelor Bachelorette recap show. So good. So I've been listening to it for a while. It's kind of like on my Tuesday rotation that I, lis- I listen to all of my Bachelorette podcasts on Tuesday and yeah. Wednesday after the show. And uh, Jordan, Jordana and Sammy, and then sometimes Aileen yep. and Sammy have been hosting that. But as of last week, the original Batches girls are out, and they brought on new hosts. Oh, fun. So it's Kay and Derek. Kay's a girl. I'm not sure where she comes from, but we know Derek. Yeah. Because Derek is formerly of Derek and Taylor, <gasps> the Bachelor in Paradise couple that broke up recently. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. So he's awesome. He's awesome. beautiful. So he started in Bachelor Nation, if you will, um, JoJo season. Okay. So, like, he knows Chad. Like, he was telling a Chad story today. Fun. Um, he knows Chad, and obviously he Chad went Chad was on. a villain from JoJo's yeah, season. Right, right, right. did not watch. He also, like, knows JoJo. And sure. <laughs> dated her with... Right. But he went on to Bachelor in Paradise last summer and got with the emotional intelligence queen, Taylor, and they were just, like, soups in love, like, doing it all over the hacienda. (laughs) And then they stayed together, they got engaged on the finale, and they broke up, like, a couple of months ago. So, anyway, he's the new co-host, along with Kay, and I listened last week and I loved it, so I gave another listen this week, and they had a guest on. I loved... Hearing from Golden Boy Jordan. Oh, you love our hometown boy Jordan. I, uh, yes, I do. He's so, on the outskirts of Orlando. He well. said so many hilarious things. And look, they really tried to make him the villain of the season. And then it turned out there were true villains, like, you know, racists and sexual yes. assaulters and floor pooers. Actual you know, assholes. Jordan might just be a little misguided, but that sweet muffin is harmless. Yeah. And he made great television. You know, the first couple episodes, I was like, that fucking guy. And by the end, I was like, don't send him home, Becca. I love him. He's about to break out his portfolio on this one on one day. And I, I feel I'm like you went it. from that fucking guy to that fucking guy. <laughs> that fucking guy. Um, so they were asking him, you know, because... They were doing reactions to the Mentel All episode yeah. that was on last night, which I watched part of. I haven't finished it yet. Trust me, I will. Uh huh. But the, you know, the guys were coming for Jordan, for especially like Colton and a couple of the other guys were really hitting Jordan hard, and they were asking him like how he felt about it. And he seems to love the attention. He does not yeah. bother by the fact that it's negative. And he had a quote that's so funny. I wrote it down. They have to wrap their minds around my actions, and at that point. I owned them. Yeah, yeah, accurate. I heard it. I stopped and I was like, you're right, man. Life motto. They are so concerned with what you're yes. doing 
they have to bend down to you and you, you fucking owned them. That's how it always is because these, like, you always get, like, a handful of guys that are, like, the right reason police. Exactly. We're so concerned with they're not everybody's here for the right reasons. And the ones they start attacking are the ones that do well because they don't give a shit about the right reason police. They're doing <laughs> what they want. I mean, he is, I think, like I said, I think he's got some narcissistic tendencies. 100%. He was 100% him. He was there to do him and yeah. see if maybe he could fall in love with Becca. Yeah. Uh, you know, I totally dug him. He also was talking about how he's cool with um, a lot of the guys from the show, especially there were so many guys from Central Florida yes. on the show this year. He's like, I love my man Nick. He's like my broski. I love him. It was like, Connor calls me every morning for fashion advice and I'm like, FaceTime me, man. Okay, those glasses with that shirt. Stop it. But he did say, Chris, Chris from Orlando, who was a dick and a half uh-huh. and, you know, really melted brought out, like, down. like, the gospel choir right. ridiculousness. No, he brought out all for one on the first episode out of the limo. He had all for one follow him out of the limo. I thought the he brought the boy. gospel choir. No, he had all for one. <laughs> they might have looked like a gospel choir because they're getting older, but that was all for one. Okay. Any route. He said, he, by the way, calls them the Florida crew, all the Florida boys, and then he says that they have disowned Chris. They don't allow Chris to hang out with the no, Florida crew. Dick. <laughs> Look, it was a great episode, you guys. If you're not listening to The Bachelor, or if you listened before and maybe weren't super into it, yeah. give it another try with Kay and Derek, and definitely listen to Jordan's interview. It's delightful. Derek was on the Morning Toast a couple weeks ago, or maybe last week. Oh, really? As, like, a guest, and just, like, spilled all of the tea on his relationship with him and Taylor. Right, right, right. So, he, last week was his first episode, and he said that when they broke up they were fairly amicable and they both agreed to not talk and then she immediately went out she's got her own podcast and she went on other podcasts and gave statements she was dragging him so he's a little bit like fuck you sister I got things to say and now a podcast well did he explain that like he's from New York and Olivia Caridi from Ben Higgins season lived in New York for a little bit and they dated and she called him out a little bit on her own podcast yeah and then Taylor being from Seattle Mess that called Jordan, Derek called Derek one day and was like, "Oh, Olivia is moving to Seattle. I got her a place in my apartment complex. She's like the floor below me." And he was like, "Olivia dragged me on her podcast. We're still engaged, and you want to be friends with her?" Yeah, you know what? I'm not sure. About I'm that. out. Yeah, interesting. No, he didn't tell the full story, but he said that she's been dishing and he's not happy about it. So yeah. he's been letting. He's got a better his, platform. His lips he's are a bitch. little looser. Yeah, he's a bitch now. now. So that was that. What you got? Well, speaking of bitches, mm-hmm. I've got bitches. Okay. So, um, bitch us, a uh, real housewives love Casey and deep dive podcast with Casey Wilson and Danielle Schneider. Um, most recent episode, I think it was number one hundred and twenty, was called "Guess Who Is Arguing at Dinner," <laughs> all about the most recent New York Housewives episode, episode Epic. two of Cartagena. Epic so many fights at dinner. It's Emmy Award winning the technicality of watching one fight <laughs> and hearing another fight and just this dance that they did with this massive fight between a majority of the women. But then they also had on their good friend, June Diane Raphael. And I believe she's the one that's always like, I can't take, take that on. on. Yeah, she which I think that. is so funny. But I loved... She's a sassy bitch. She's a sassy bitch. Uh, married to Paul... Schneider? Sheer? Sheer? The tooth one? Yes. Oh, God bless her. Uh, yeah, she's super hot. Yeah. For him. I mean, like, there's a reacher and a saddler. Um, but <laughs> we don't know what he can do in bed. With I, don't, that I, I, don't, I don't need to know. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the girls desperately wanted to have her on. 
And I guess she's in between filming for TV and movies. And she was like, you can come over and record, but I'm in the middle of a manicure pedicure. And you sure as shit. <laughs> Here the woman like filing her nails. Yes. Oh, what color is this? Oh, that looks good. Keep going. She has family in town. At one point, her cousin Kenny leaves. And like from her chair, you hear her be like, bye, Kenny. Oh, so good seat. Yeah, no, tell your mom I said hi. No, I love... Bye. Okay, talk soon. Bye. Okay, anyway, so my thoughts on Luann. It was just like, what a weird window into this woman's world. Yeah, I listened to that one too. And so we're led to believe Junaian Raphael is very busy and important. 100%. But she was willing to gab with the girls. And she had a lot of great points. And I, it's not a full obsession of mine this week, clearly, because I didn't bring it up yet. But I am reveling in the fact that a majority of podcasts that I listen to that recap Real Housewives of New York are also Team Bethany, as am I. And they talk about being Team Bethany on this episode. Yeah, I don't I disagree. I'm listening to podcasts too. And they're well, not the all ones team I Bethany. choose to listen to. Have you heard Danny yet this week? Because he's Team Carol. Oh no, that I know. But the majority of the ones that are like anytime somebody is like a Team Bethany with me, then I'm like, oh okay, good. Like I do start to feel a little bit better. <sighs> we can't it's get a, into this again. <laughs> well, it's my podcast pop-up and I will talk about what I want to. Um, but I do enjoy their thoughts. Um if you if you are a Roni fan and paying attention to the news, you know that Luann Dallas Epps is being sued by her oh, children. She's back time. in rehab. And I loved June like June Diane's thoughts on the fact that like her children feel so very entitled to mm. her parents' money. And I agree with her that I don't think I'm entitled to like my grandparents' money or inheritance, I think is a very interesting concept. And I agreed with her in a lot of her thoughts that like those kids are told that they were going to get a trust fund. And she's like, what did you fucking do to earn it? Like, go to school. Do your own thing. So I really enjoyed her thoughts on, like, that whole issue that Luann is going through. They're, you know, gabbing about the whole Cartagena trip. And then just, like, hearing a manicurist in the background just, like, brought everything <laughs> back down. And it was just hilarious. Yeah, it was a really it was good episode. so good. And I, I don't listen to them very frequently mm-hmm. because they touch upon all housewives and I'm a strict Roni half in on Dallas but will probably be full in on Dallas this season but everybody else can kiss my grits uh yeah I know that you've given up on on some of my faves still but every other I know I know but it's okay you live them through me sure I have okay kind of a change in feeling if you will I listened to a new podcast today that is definitely going on my weekly list. It's called Hysteria, uh-huh. and it's hosted by a female writer comedian named Erin Ryan. And every week she has on different. I think I follow her on Twitter. You may, yeah. Um, every week she has different female co-hosts with her. Uh-huh. This week she had women named Karen Deal and Grace Para. Okay. Um, I don't sh- if I listened back, I bet I would know what they do, but I'm just jotting <laughs> things quickly. This is a Crooked Media podcast. Oh, I love Crooked Media. Yeah, me too. And basically I would describe it as a female-driven version of Pod Save America. Nice. So it's politically focused. It was the three women discussing the politics of the week. Um, they are like, you know, like I say, they're like pod save America. It's very liberal focused. And this week's episode was called the Venn diagram of bullshit. They were discussing a circle. What? Yes. (laughs) Well, they were discussing what I didn't know was going on. That's really sad that, you know, the Trump administration is right now in charge of reuniting all these families that they separated at the border. And I didn't realize that they were charging families for a lot of, um, 
like the accommodations. For instance, they ripped a kid from their parent away at the border, right? And they put them in a camp in New York City. So they flew a bunch of kids away from where they grabbed them and put them in these camps across the country. And then they're charging the families for the flight back. It's disgusting. Right. Or in like food at the airport and stuff. And then they're also trying to make the families decide if they want to stay in the country and go for citizenship or go back to where they came from, but they get 24 hours to decide. And one of the women made a point like, that sounds like a reality show. Yeah, it's not what I want to sign up for. We have a reality show president who's running the country like Mm -hmm. a fucking reality show. So I don't want to get too deep into it and kind of bring down our mood here, but obviously I love the title being Hysteria because we talk a lot about hysteria in the media, hysteria surrounding the White House, but we also talk about how women are hysteria, uh-huh. hysterical, and how back in the day being horny was called women being hysterical. They yeah. diagnosed it as hysteria. Yeah. Um, it's very much assigned to women. Right. And so I really love the title of the podcast. I loved what they talked about. I feel the same way politically as they do. So for me, I'm really inclined to listen to that. Uh-huh. And I super dug it. So hysteria with Aaron Ryan. Nice. Well, I listened to a brand new one this week called As Seen Online mm-hmm. with Jilly Hendricks. And... It's called that scene online because she really doesn't watch a lot of television. So it's a play on the as seen on TV kind of concept. And that's what her logo uh-huh. looks like. I don't see on TV. Um, I'm not entirely sure about her background, but I feel like she is one of those funny girls that probably wrote for TV shows and knows like Lauren Conrad and like mm. kind of famous people, Hello Giggles girls, like that kind of world. Sure. So I would say she's our age, if not a little bit younger. And she had her podcast hosted at The Grove, which is a huge oh, outdoor mall in L.A., yeah. and I will say she's part of the Dear Media family. Okay. And Dear Media this month in July has been hosting podcasts on the lawn at The Grove every oh, Thursday. Love that. Started off with, of course, The Skinny Confidential. Corey, you should go to that. Yeah. Um, one of my girlfriends, Jen, I told her, I was like, The Skinny Confidential's at The Grove tonight. You have to go. And, of course, she couldn't. But the next week was Be Well by Kelly, mm-hmm. which is another um, really great fitness girl who we both love. So she went to go see her at the Grove and said it was so fun and amazing. Awesome. Lots of giveaways, goodie bags. Um, I believe that Annabelle DeSisso from Adderall and Compliments had her own one at cool. the Grove. Just like really cool. Seeing podcasts live, I know you've seen them before. Um, it's just the new thing. It's the new totally. concert. So really is. yeah. Huge kudos to Dear Media because it's all about female-driven stories by female voices and just this deep female-rooted podcast. It would almost be like Two girls on a microphone talking about their favorite podcasts every week. Interesting. Like, would it be like, would we be a good Dear Media fit? I think, I think maybe I think Dear Media would. should give us a couple of <laughs> listens and see if they want to hire us. I would us. love to be in the Dear Media psst, family. Psst, is that like, can we subliminal message, like play this for the rest of the podcast? Like, Michael Bostick, hire us. Hi, hi. <laughs> um, but I will say, Jilly's podcast was funny. I actually heard her on the Bitch Bible, another Dear Media podcast. A couple of weeks ago, and she just has like a funny, monotonous voice, but with just like great dry wit and sarcasm. Ooh, I love that. And so this week was her sixth episode, and she had on Erin Foster. So Erin Foster being of the Foster Girls, her and Sarah. Oh my God. Can I stop you real quick? Because I cannot wait to hear what you have to say. But did you just say her sixth episode? Uh Uh-huh. And the bitch has a live show already? I believe so, Yeah. 
All right, good for her. Oh, I know. Okay. I know. All right, keep going. Um, but yeah, so Erin Foster, her and her sister Sarah Foster had um, Barely Famous. It was kind of one of those satire reality shows on VH1. But most importantly, her father is David Foster. Mm-hmm. And her soon-to-be stepmother mm-hmm. is the sprightly young 34-year-old Catherine McVeigh. And David Foster is 68. 68. Literally double her yep, age. absolutely. And they kind of talked about that. And she was like, listen... She makes my dad really happy. She's really nice. She's very sweet. And I can't be mad at my dad for pulling in some 34-year-old tail. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what a nice girl. She's I a nice girl. I would have an issue with Chuck. Right. Um, but she's really funny. She was a writer for TV shows for quite some time. Obviously had her own television show. Her and her sister are the chief creative officers at Bumble. Once Bumble, um, the dating app, there's three options on, on Bumble. You can uh-huh. either do dating BFF, where you can like look for girlfriends in your city. Let's yeah. say you move to New York and you're trying to find girlfriends. You can go on Bumble BFF. The Foster sisters are running Bumble? No, they are chief creative officers. The CEO okay. is this woman, Whitney right. Card. But they okay, became so they got friends with in. Whitney got, and really liked what they were doing at Bumble and when they were launching Bumble Biz. Uh-huh. So if you're looking, you know, for a, if you're a photographer and you want to put your services out there and you're looking for a photographer, you could go on Bumble Biz and oh, cool. quickly kind of go through that route. And Bumble has a really big presence in LA. They created like their own Bumble Cafe. So if you were to meet a guy and wanted to go meet with him for drinks, you could kind of go to this Bumble Cafe and show on your Bumble app like, hey, we matched. Okay. Like, yeah, come on in. Like it just kind of is helping create like a new wave of feminism. So it was fun to hear her talk about that whole aspect of Bumble. But most importantly, I thought it was hilarious that she's been trying to sell TV shows and be like writers and director and stuff. And recently sold sold a TV show to Fox called Daddy Issues. <laughs> and she's got a few? Because she had originally sold this, like, buddy cop show, and Fox, the head of 20th Century Fox, like the head of comedy, called her and was like, you really passionate about, like, cop stuff? <laughs> she was like, no, but, like, the last show I, like, offered up to you guys, you said wasn't, like, meaty enough. And he was like, yeah. Like, your Instagram stories are so funny. I love seeing you going out with your girlfriends and running into your father and, like, five hot chicks at a restaurant (laughs) at Nobu and it ruining your night. I love seeing you go out to the club and your dad is hanging out with, like, three of your ex-boyfriends and all these models. He was like, that's the show. That is the show. And she was like, you just want me to write about, like, my Instagram stories in my life? He was like, yeah. So coming soon to Fox, Daddy Issues with, Sarah, with Aaron Foster. Seinfeld updated for the new generation yes. and, like, female-driven. And I think her and her sister are so funny. And so I'm really excited. So I loved listening to the As Seen Online. They talked a lot about, like, memes and funny things. And then Jill took her um, Aaron's cell phone and went through her, like, Google searches. Oh, funny. That hilarious. Look, that is, like, being Terrifying. naked. You oh, may as well God. be naked to Absolutely. tell people your Google search history. Yeah. Holy You moly. know, the one time we were hanging out and my phone just opened up into a past Google search. <laughs> and the George Speaking Cost- of Seinfeld. Speaking of Seinfeld. And the George Costanza <laughs> voicemail recording starts playing from the YouTube because I couldn't remember what song it was. And, and it was, me. believe it or not, George, George isn't at home. Starts playing. And we just, like, looked at each other terrified of AIs. But also, like, thank you for the laugh, my Google phone. Like, I appreciate it. It was... That was so funny. Oh, I loved that night. All right. I think I need a refill on my beverage. Mm -hmm. Take a quick lap and uh, come back and talk about some more podcasts. Let's do it. Hey, guys. We want to take a quick second and shout out to our Patreon subscribers. That's right. Let's start with our intro rewinder, Sandy Randolph. 
Thanks, Mom. <laughs> exactly. We also have a professional rewinder, and that is April Valdez. Shout out to April and her crew at Salon Bon Tempo. You can find them on Instagram at Salon Bon Tempo. And if you live in Orlando, be sure to check out April. She's an amazing hairstylist. What they're doing over there is awesome. So thanks, ladies, for listening. We love April and Salon Bon Tempo, and we would love to shout out you next week. So come on over to Patreon.com for as little as a dollar an episode. So cheap. So cheap. What's a dollar? You can join us. You can be a rewinder, and you will have exclusive access to our bonus episodes. So over to Patreon.com slash Podcast Rewind and rewind with us. Awesome. All right. Let's get back into the episode. Hey, everybody, we are back. Amy just cracked another beer. Mm -hmm. It's foaming. It's ready to go. It's excited to hear about your podcast. I have a podcast to share. So we have talked about this show before, but this week's episode spoke to me and was definitely worth bringing up here on the podcast. The show is Lore. Oh, we love Lore. a good podcast. Right. So you did the New York City one. Yeah. I did the one with the woman that built the house around Mm -hmm. herself. The, uh, Winchester House? Yeah, the Winchester House. Thank you. Sarah Winchester. And then I did Savannah when we were yes. in Savannah. And so I gave, I don't listen to Laura really all that often, but every episode I listen so to, good. I'm like, I have to take this to Podcast Rewind. Yeah. I love it so much. So this is episode 91, and it, the title is Beneath the Surface. Beneath the Surface. Right. I'm here for this. So I just kind of read the little description, and it was like this little island it has all of these secrets. And I was like, okay, I'll take a listen. I didn't know what, what island it was, it? but I started listening. And by the way, the host is Aaron Menke. Mm-hmm. Um, great voice for us. He does have a great voice, and he's a great storyteller. Yeah. So he starts to talk about this little island, and he talks about how it was discovered originally, at least by Europeans, um, from a, a French explorer who was sailing west on Lake Michigan, mm-hmm. to, going east, thinking that he was going to hit China. Oh, bless. And I thought, wait a second. If he's going west to east or on Lake Michigan... He left from the state of Michigan, and he's going to run into Wisconsin. Um, and then he said he found this island to the north, and I went, oh, are we talking about, and uh, we were talking about Mackinac Island. So any of my Michigan folk that are listening to this know exactly what M- Mackinac Island is. It's a treasure to all Michiganders. Aww. Um, both the trolls and the (laughs) Ubers. We all love Mackinac Island. It's a magical, beautiful place. It makes a lot of fudge. (laughs) And one of the most charming things about Mackinac Island is that there are no cars allowed on the island. From the last time I was there and we took a little horse-drawn tour, they said that there actually are two vehicles on the island. One's an ambulance and one is like a doctor or somebody. That makes sense. They only use those in emergencies. In actual emergencies. Yeah. So anyway, this French explorer um, first saw it and noted it because, like I said, he thought he was heading to China. Yeah, and then wound up in Wisconsin and was like, ah, I guess there's a other land here. Uh, that was back in the 1600s. And so then decades later, Europeans started inhabiting the island. But prior to that, it was not inhabited by many, just a few, obviously Native Americans. But it was used for several of the Native American tribes to kind of meet up and have meetings in a oh, um, neutral, in a neutral territory. 
story. And it also served as a burial ground for the leaders of a lot of Native American tribes and was considered sacred ground. So we know where the bodies are so buried. So when you, by the way, when you start fucking with a Native American sacred ground, shit goes down. It's not great. Shit goes down. So um, eventually, not for reasons that we know, Native Americans abandoned the island and later Europeans arrived and settled it. France and England fought over it for a while, and eventually in the War of 1812, England uh, took hold. They built a fort there, or actually France built the fort first, Fort Mackinac, and later England built Fort Holmes. So it was actually back in 1896 that they banned cars because so many horse-drawn carriages were how you got around anywhere yeah. before cars. But they started to hear about horseless carriages on the island. Right. And the horse carriage drivers kind of got together and went, let's find a reason to ban these. And the you know little government of Mackinac Island went along with it. And to this day, in 2018... Cars are still banned on the island. It. Which is so great because people always want to go somewhere where there's like a throwback to when time was simple. And that's exactly... I know you've never been to the island and I know you don't nerd out over Michigan stuff the way... I rarely do. The way someone's only been there once. <laughs> best friend of the pod, Beth, is like dying right now. I yeah. know it. She's screaming for Ryan, her husband, to get in the room and listen He's to also this. also a Michigander. Or she's turned this off and is just listening to Lore by now. I'm not <laughs> sure which. Either or. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> Um, so anyway, all of these charming things is how I think of Mackinac Island, but turns out some dark shit has gone down nice. on the island. So the island itself is only four square miles. Like, that's how small it is, and that's why it's really pretty walkable. Yeah. If you need to get somewhere fast, you can literally get a horse-drawn carriage uh-huh. to take you. Um, so they had a little bit of a problem back in the 1600s with uh, burning some witches. So there was actually a brothel on the island, as small as it was, and I think some of the housewives didn't love that idea so it's much. It's the oldest profession, so it's I'm like, not surprised. It pops up everywhere. Uh, sure, so babies. seven women who worked at the brothel were fingered as witches. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, Amy. Point them to as witches. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> we're, we're accused of witchcraft. <laughs> And they got the old uh, trial by throwing them into the water with a stone attached to them. And basically, if they if they float to the top, they're a witch and we'll burn them at the stake. Yeah. If they sink, well, whoops, they're dead. But you're going to die either way. You die either way. So seven of the seven women were all given trial by this. All of them sunk. Yeah. But to this day, the lagoon on the back of the island is called the drowning pool. And a lot of people don't know why it's called that. And those who do, um, who are aware, will say to this day, if you get close to the drowning pool, you may hear either what sounds like a big stone (gasps) hitting the water or um, you may see shadows drifting oh, no, up no, 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 from no, no, the no. drowning pool. But to this day, casually, like, oh, let's go swimming at the drowning pool. I would just never get in body of water called the drowning pool. pool. I don't think I'd let my child in there either. So um, I'm going to skip over this story about James Brown. He was a soldier at Fort Mackinac, and we think his ghost is still there. But the story's a little convoluted. So I'm going to scoot on to the next story I have. In 1837... I take it back in 1823, Uh a reverend and his wife came to the island because they heard there was an orphan problem. And there was. Several orphans on this small island that needed some help. So the reverend and his wife moved there and they built the mission house, an orphanage and school for the children. 
Unfortunately, during this time, um, tuberculosis brought oh. out, broke out. And not being doctors or really knowing what to do, they think that they had probably so many children, they started keeping the sick ones down in the basement to try to quarantine, quarantine, them? quarantine them away from the healthy children. But it turned out more and more of them were getting sick. So essentially, it sounds like it turned into a pretty bad situation, oh. and several of the children passed in the basement. And 1837, they officially closed the school and moved away, but till now, up until now still, the Mission House still exists, and you may hear children's games happening in the oh. hallways. There will be small um, shadows that can go in and out of the walls, and they're all like child height. Yeah. Um, you could hear you know, things dropping, you know, just children's antics still in the house right. today i mean honestly kid ghosts mm-hmm. are the scariest of ghosts kid ghosts will fuck your shit yeah you just see like a oh. ball bounce down the hallway now <laughs> uh, like, yeah dead no dead. thank you like any sort of red rum or no, well, twin situation from the shining that's like that's why the shining freaks me out so bad jack nicholson's scary and all but the fucking ghost kids ran around no stop it <laughs> oh my god i got chills what's wrong with you you know better i don't Okay, so there's another destination, the Inn at Stonecliff, up on top of one of the highest points of the island, is a really popular hotel and wedding destination because the outlook is so beautiful Uh of the lake from there. Well, it is said that many years ago, uh, a woman traveled to the island to meet and marry the soldier that she'd been communicating with. They were deeply in love, and they were going to get married and have a happy life. But unfortunately, before the wedding, he died. Mm-hmm. So she lived the rest of her life in mourning and sorrow, and eventually she passed. But now, if you hold a wedding at the inn at Stonecliff, get ready, because there will be some fuckery. <gasps> this ghost comes back, and she fucks with weddings. No way. Yes. Just, you know, things moving around, things going missing from what it sounds like. And you can catch this woman walking around in, like, 1800s period clothing. Yes. You'll just catch glimpses of her in and around the property. So I know Beth and Ryan got engaged in Mackinac. Do you think that they was did. a hotel? I think they did it in the National Park. There's a National but Park. But they stayed in a hotel. They stayed. I think they stayed at the Grand, but I'm uh, not positive. Sorry, Beth and Ryan, not to fuck with your engagement. Be like, was a ghost there? They'll text us when they hear this tomorrow. Um, so there's a, a, a cottage on that property at the Inn in Stonecliff called the Pine Cottage where a brutal murder took place in the 1940s. And of course, the couple that later bought the cottage says haunted. Uh-huh. So speaking of the Grand Hotel, like that is a big, gorgeous okay. property right on, right as you come into the island. It's right there where you would get off the boat. Got it. Um, it's, many celebrities have stayed there over the years. Five U.S. presidents have stayed there. Wow. It has the largest outdoor porch in America. That's it awesome. wraps the whole building. Yeah. What a cool fact. Um, but, you know, it's got some dark issues. So, back in the 1800s when they were building the hotel and they were digging the foundation, they unearthed several of those Native American yeah. graves. Put them back. Well, they left them there, but they just poured concrete oh. right over top of them and built the hotel on top of a Native American burial ground in the first Gonna place. Go 
great. It's going to go great. So um, nowadays, still, the stories are that there's a woman, again, dressed in like 1800 um, period garb, and she actually wanders in the employee quarters of the hotel. And the employees say she's real nice. She doesn't bother you. She comes around. You interact with her. Everybody moves on. That's just what it's like to work here. She comes in sometimes. It's also said in one of the bars in the hotel that you can frequently see the shape of a man in a top hat just sitting at the bar, hanging out, and when he leaves, you will distinctly smell cigar smoke. <gasps> yes. That's chills. That's I know, awesome. right? Isn't that cool? And then um, I talked about the mission house with the kids. Here's the last story. So currently it's a resort. This building is called the Mission, mission Point Resort on the island. It was um, built back in 1671, has gone through several renovations over sure. the years. Um, it's currently a resort. It was at one point in the 1950s, though, Mackinac College. Yeah, there was a college. <laughs> so man and a woman, or a boy and a girl, I suppose, if they're college age, were dating at the college, and he really loved her, and he worked up his courage and proposed to his girlfriend. She, unfortunately, turned him down. Oh, no. And the man, whose name is said to be Harvey, but they're not positive, I suppose, was so distraught that when she turned him down, he immediately ran into (gasps) the woods and shot himself. Whoa, suicide. But here's where things get weird. So they, the witnesses say they saw him running into the forest, and then they heard the shot, and he didn't come back out. So they presumed that he had killed himself, but they didn't find his body for six (gasps) months. And look, if that was over the winter time, shit gets cold up there. He'd yeah. be frozen. Yeah. And when they did find him, there was no gun. Now, someone may have come along and taken the gun. Sure. But it wasn't there, right? And then the weirdest part is when they did finally get the body and take it to a doctor to examine or a medical examiner, yeah. there were two bullet holes. But only ever, they only ever heard one shot. Oh. And no gun. So, lore. Lore beyond this, behind, beyond, beyond. You got it. You got it. You I can, can do, do it. This you can beneath, do it. Beneath the surface, episode 91, all about sweet little Mackinac Island in I northern Michigan. I don't know if I would say sweet. Well, it's, look, I've been there several times. It's charming as shit yeah. from the outside. Oh, I know. You and Beth both love it so love much. It. Seems like a Michigan staple. Yes, totally is. All right. Well, I listened to a new podcast this week and I'm jazzed. You seem super stoked so to talk jazzed. about this. Um, the podcast is called, Oh No, <laughs> which I love, with Ross and Carrie. So Ross and Carrie don't just like report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of paranoia, paranormal. They fucking jump right in. Okay. Yeah. So they're ghost hunters. Basically, they show up so you don't have to. Thanks, Ross and Carrie. Appreciate it. So the podcast I'm going to, um, the one I'm going to talk about um, that I listened to is a seven-part series so far. Okay. Okay. So, okay. I like a handful of things. Or like, I don't say like, I obsessively really enjoy a few things. Yes. Um, Scientology. Yes, yes. Not yes. joining it, but no, like asking about it. what the fuck. You ogle it. Oh, so, oh, by the way, small sidebar. Yeah. Tom Cruise sold his Beverly Hills mansion and is moving into a condo. What? In Clearwater? In Clearwater, Florida. <gasps> I guessed it. The hub of Scientology. Oh, my I God. I am so excited. Oh, my God. I mean, just to see Scientologists in the flesh. You know, I literally broke down sobbing with excitement when I saw them. One day. All that Mission Impossible 4 money coming at him, and boy's going to live in a condo in Clearwater. Oh, I think it's like the whole floor. I think it's the penthouse. Yeah, of course. All right, so anyway, I digress. I love that. I love stories of feral children. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And I also love a conspiracy theory. Yes. 
So there's a conspiracy theory that's been floating around lately, and in fact, one of the contestants on The Bachelorette <gasps> talked about it a little bit in the news. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Flat Earthers. No! Yes! Okay, let's go! No, these Flat Earth people are nuts. Fucking nuts. So, like I said, this is a seven-part series. <gasps> so far. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yes. It goes all the way back to November 17th, 2007, part one, pizza-shaped Earth edition. And this podcast episode started in 2007? Teen. Oh, oh teen. Okay. I so no, so here's like, the thing. Whoa. Calm down, breathe. You okay. got this. The podcast has been on for a while. Okay. They are interspersing episodes of this Flat Earther. Okay. So we're up to a seven-parter thus far, and in between are other different Oh No podcasts that they're I diving see. deep into. Got it. So this first one is 65 minutes, and they basically talk about how there is all of a sudden this resurgence of this theory, and I put that in quotes, that people do not believe that the earth is round, but it's actually like an oblate shape. I yeah, mean, it's, so it's round, it but it's, it, it's round, but it's kind of squeezed into the middle because a gravitational gravi- pull changes it a little bit. If you bit. believe in gravity. Um, <laughs> so basically what we're saying is that these flat earthers truly believe that the earth is flat. Think of a pizza, not like flat, like a map. Uh-huh. Like a pizza. Sure. And so in the middle where all the pizza pieces meet up and that little like white table is sitting in yeah. your pizza box, that is the North Pole. And uh, then everything else spreads out after that. And then we don't fall off because Antarctica is actually the edge of the entire pizza, like where the crust is, and it's an ice wall. And so we just don't fall off because of the ice wall. Like it can like keep the, the water in. Exactly, like the game of fucking Mind the wall. Uh-huh. Hodor. Anyway, so like they kind of deep dive. Carrie goes in and is like, let's we'll, we'll talk about flat earth. When does it originate? Literally the beginning of time. Yes. People had no yes. idea. So it's not like this is a new theory. Mm-mm. It's just been so deeply disproved that we can't believe people are still talking about it to this day. So basically they go through everything in regards to the theory of flat earthers mainly one because back in the day and even to this day we still so talk passively about the earth and the sun and their relationship to one another we always say the sun is setting the sun is rose Mm -hmm. we never say you know what we have rotated at such an angle that we no longer can see the sun anymore and now it is dark because it's us we are the ones moving we're self-centered beings 100 percent. the sun doesn't do shit you know what i mean does its thing. We all move. We rotate. We go in a circle. We orbit. But we talk so passively about the sun that, like, some people are like, yeah, the sun did do something. Like, oh, oh no, 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 no. We're just lazy. Figures. We're just, we're just being so lazy with oh, our words. God, people are stupid. <laughs> right? So, 500 BC, Pythagoras was the first one to say, you know what? I think that the Earth is a sphere. People were like, well, why? He's like, well, the sphere is the most perfect shape you can find. We here on Earth, we are perfect. We must be living on a sphere. Oh, that's kind of sweet. sweet. In 322 BC, Aristotle said, no, 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 Pythagoras is right, but I have three reasons why. Ships, shadows, stars. So one, ships, when they are sailing in a horizon, you see them fall off. Uh You know what I mean? Like you see them bottom out and then you lose them again. Right. Shadows, they curve. We can see all of the different, you know, angles and then stars we can all see the same constellation, but in different positions. So if we were flat, everyone should see the same stars in the same way, but they're all shaped differently. So ships, shadows, stars. The three S, the original three S's, if okay. you will. <laughs> 
276 BC, Eratosthenes. Good job. Actually, that's so really fucking hard. I've been doing a lot of like science learning things and like writing big words down. I'm like, you did this yourself, Jarvis. <laughs> anyway, you your choices. Eratosthenes figured out the Earth's circumference in 276 BC almost accurately. Good for him. And he figured it out by having like by doing the math of two shadows mm-hmm. on the ground from the sun, like at noon or something like that, and did all of this math and basically figured out the Earth's circumference and realized, no, no, like mathematically, Earth is a sphere. 276 BC, dude. Oh, no calculator, <laughs> right? Anyway, so that's as far back as we, like, as early as we were able to, like, disprove uh-huh. this isn't a flat bead. But in 1816, Sam Rowenbotham printed the very first Flat Earth pamphlet. Oh. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Sam. And eventually wrote the book, Earth is Not a Globe. I know. Which, yeah. by the way, apparently you can still purchase on Amazon. Oh, Jesus Dead. Christ. Hope it has Prime. Anyway, um, so one of the reasons he said that Earth is not a globe is because, well, when, like, a ship or something disappears over the horizon, it's not really going away because of the curvature of the Earth. It's just, like, perspective, and it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller, so and you can't can. see it anymore. And science was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you are wrong. So then in 1956, Sam Chenton in Dover, United Kingdom, was the started the very first Flat Earth Society. What the fuck is wrong with Sam's? A lot. But so 1956, if that doesn't ring a bell, was basically during the space race. And so as well, all of the countries are trying to get to the moon and take photos of Earth, the rest of the world literally was like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Like, it's round. What are we doing? So, but then they have a small break and like they were talking about how, okay, we didn't mention Columbus. And a lot of Columbus's, you know, 1492, sailing the ocean blue, there was a thought out there that the Earth was flat. Yeah, and so to try to fall off or find... Yeah. basically wanted to go to India and had a theory. And in fact, they, they were explaining that actually not a lot of people thought that the earth was flat. They just thought that the earth was bigger than it or smaller than it was. It was right. He thought it was bigger. That's why he went out and found Haiti. Right. They kind of explained it a little bit better than I can because notes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, in 1972, Charles Johnson spins back up the Flat Earth Society and he's the new president with 3,000 members. Disgusting. 3,000 dumbbells. So he starts up this Flat Earth Society in Lancaster, California, where it is like still like the hub of the Flat Earth Society today. And basically, he was not going to evangelicalize, is that the word? Sure. The whole concept of the Flat Earth Society, because as he said in a, to a newspaper reporter, anyone with a brain is already a member. <sighs> I have a brain, yeah. Charles. <laughs> I think the earth is round. Uh-huh. Can you so, but he also believed that OJ was framed for the murder right. of Nicole of and Steve. Steve? Um, no. Nicole. Nicole? Ron. Ron. Ron Brown. No, not Ron No, Brown. Ron Gold. Ron Gold. Biffed it. That's not the podcast I'm talking about. I'm talking about Flutter. Anyway, he believed that OJ was framed for the murders by the police because he was in a movie called Capricorn One, and in that movie, it was about a fake NASA Mars mission, and he thinks that the the police and everybody was just after him because he was trying to help prove that NASA wasn't real. Oh, sure. It's all about you. Yeah. Anyway, so then that's the whole how we got to, like, this Flat Earth Society that really spun up in the 70s. But lately, in the last 10 years, it's gone haywire. Right. So, Shaq, B.O.B., Tila Tequila, 
and a handful of other celebrities believe that we are Shaq? Apparently. Shaq, no, man. Yeah. Well, they, I know. But Shaq. They, I know. But so they said, like, conspiracy in general has just grown so much lately. In fact, 50% of the United States thinks that we are currently holding secrets from 9-11. Jesus Christ. I know. You know what? This is goddamn Trump's fault. Well, I agree. Well, he's making it worse anyway. Anyway, so they kind of give you this whole deep dive into, like, Flat Earth, how it came to be. But then they decided, let's go meet some Flat Earthers. But we can't come in and be like, I believe the Earth is round. Tell me not wrong. Change my mind. So they spend a while, like, on meetup.com. Searching mm-hmm. the internet and Googling, like, how can we find a group of flat earthers? So about a year ago, one of their friends, Spencer, a pilot no. who knows things, no. helped him find a group in L.A. and outside of Orange County because he had met with people trying to convince them that the earth was oh. round. Oh, oh, no, no, he's no, right. I got, oh, I got you. I got you. Okay. No worries. Anyway, so they, you know, were trying to meet up with this group, but it had disbanded. So then a listener... Had wrote them and said, hey, there is like a meetup by the beach in L.A. And they are meeting at a pizza parlor. Mm-hmm. So, hence the whole pizza-shaped earth. Yes, they were meeting at a pizza restaurant so on purpose. Of them. Yes. And so, um, their goal was, let's go and talk to them. Yeah. And so, basically, they met last August, the day before the eclipse. <laughs> and basically, um, as a lot of people said to them, when did you fall off the globe? And that's how they say, like, when did you wake up to the fact that this is a flat earth? Okay, that's kind of clever. It's clever as Obnoxious and stupid, but clever. Yeah, exactly. So um, at this place, they realized that, like, they couldn't say, no, I believe that the earth is round. They could say, like, you know what? I've always believed, but as of late, I've been questioning. And they're like, oh, my God. So-and-so's not a full flat earther yet. Guys, we've got a newbie. Like, let's help that. We've got a convert. We've got a convert. Let's do this. So basically, they had to ride the line of asking questions, but not poking holes and being like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so a couple of facts. One third of the people in attendance were women. So a majority of them were men. Oh, sure. Um, and so already. then they really went deep and just were like, so like, what made you realize that the earth was flat? Like, how do you know? And responses varied from, because we don't know it's not, to, I don't know, like, I just think we might never really know. Yeah, but we know. But we know. Um, well, water doesn't curve. So like you don't see the ocean curving and water can't curve like that. So obviously it's flat. Um, other people were saying how, um, and a majority of what they believe in this flat earth society is, and work with me and don't freak out too hard, is that every single head of religion, governments, countries, etc., all know that the earth is flat and they have all agreed to be cool about it because the ice wall around the, um, flat pizza earth holds secrets and um they are keeping us out from the ice wall and to that i say trump would have fucking tweeted about this if that's the case <laughs> that fucker wouldn't have held in a single thing that they told him look the polar bears would have swum up and let us all yep. know by now exactly I lost yeah so a lot of people also then continue to say like well gravity isn't really real the earth is flat it's moving at such a speed that it rises to meet us. So, like, we're floating, but the earth is coming behind and catching our feet. So we're still touching the ground, but we would float off, but then the earth rises. And so gravity's not real. Uh, Breathe, work through this. I I know. Um, Basically, that um, the space program is fake. All of the photos of Earth have been taken with a fisheye lens to create that rounded globe. Mm -hmm. Um, A Mm -hmm. lot of things that you see are CGI. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they had that in the... Well, in the now 50s. what you see is CGI, but back then they used like a fish lens, mm-hmm. fish eye lens to yeah, make yeah. it all happen. Um, the sun and the moon are on tracks. <laughs> Built by whom? No clue. God. Um, but that's how they like move around and help create these movements so we can all believe that we are on a flat earth. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. The, the moon is lit within because... Also, like, so we were, like... an LED fucking picture in there. I don't know. Um, I don't know the answer, girlfriend. You guys <laughs> get off my jack on it. Um, so, but, like, a lot of people are saying, like, yeah, but, like, you can see the moon. It's on reflection. It, these reflections bend. And they're, like, well, yeah, because they're on tracks. This, the moon <laughs> is lit within. You know, I've never seen the backside of the moon. How do I know it's not? Also, its own sphere. So that must be flat. Why can we see the moon during the day when the sun is up? So it's just like people who are refusing to accept actual science of like reflections and the moon is moving with us. And here's photos of the moon from the other side. That's not CGI. It goes on and on and on. And one of my favorites was that there is like a secret mountain in the North Pole that we don't know about. And that's where like the tracks are all controlled from and like, the lights and things like that. Just a bunch of levers. Just a bunch of fucking levers. And, and obviously Santa's elves oh, are Well, yeah. Are I mean, them. that's what they do the other 364 days out of the year. Sure. Well, a couple days i got to make tours. <laughs> I have 45 minutes. I made this rocking horse. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, this is just the start of, like I said, of a seven-part series of Flat Earthers. And I implore everybody to go to Ono with Ross and Carrie because... It is a treat and a half, and also massive kudos to these hosts for really doing that deep dive and not looking these people in the face and being like, are you fucking kidding me? You're a fucking idiot. Uh-huh. It was so, so good. It was so funny. Girl, I'm shooketh. I know you're shooketh. I cannot. I have more to... I, I need to talk to you more about this offline, as they say in business <laughs> jargon. Want to table it? I need to table this. some low-hanging fruit. I need to table it. <laughs> you know, offline, offline about it later. But yeah, so... Fascinating. Thank you so much oh, for bringing that. Of course. Well, I had to, to go the flat table. To the flat table. From. Well, I had to go all in on a really good podcast this week because, like, we want to share with our listeners. We're going to take the next couple of weeks off, like a late summer reprieve. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of our favorite podcasts are on break, so we thought we would follow suit, let everyone come back online. Yep. Listen to a bunch more podcasts and come back with some new recaps come like mid-August. Yeah, we're going to be doing some traveling, both of us, and um, experiencing some stuff. So we're definitely going to come back with some stories. Look, we're going to come back basically back to school time. Yeah. Mid to late August. We're going to get some new pencils, some new notebooks. Exactly. A new podcast candle. Maybe, maybe we'll dress this place up a bit. Yeah, but you know what? Keep following us on Instagram. We're going to oh, make sure yeah. we're doing a ton of stuff. Keep you posted on what we're listening to while we're traveling and while we're Definitely. out and about. We'll keep the stories going. We're going you. to the Taylor Swift concert in a couple of weeks. That's you what I best That's what know. I meant. We've got some experiences There's coming. There's some stuff going on, but you know what, guys? While we are gone, we hope you do one major thing. And that would be to... Be kind. <laughs> and rewind. <laughs> and stutter a little bit. Okay. <laughs> you want take three. <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> All right, guys. Legit, we'll miss you. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.